nobody listen to this shit. Welcome to the Beyond Our Service podcast, where two veterans with wives and kids pretend to know what they're doing in life. We look at the good, bad, and ugly and lap our way through it all. So come join us as we go beyond our service. All right, guys, welcome back to the Beyond Our Service podcast. Today is Sunday, April 4th. Happy Easter, everyone. Jesus is risen. And he is risen indeed. In the spirit of that, we are going to talk about historical curse words that are <laughs> no longer in use. Of course. <laughs> of course. And what else we got? Uh, and then after that, we are going to talk about how we are both very hashtag blessed because uh, we're both hashtag girl dads. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, welcome back, guys, to Beyond Our Service podcast. Thanks again for uh, listening and uh, coming back this week. Hope you guys had a great week. Hope you had a great Easter. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys and all of our listeners for continued participation on our Facebook page and Instagram. Um, and uh, for just a heads up, this coming Wednesday, uh, we are going to be publishing episode two of the Junto between me and Nash. And then Schick will probably join us probably next month or the month after whenever he gets done with school. One day. Which may or may not take him a decade or two. When um, I become a real adult. Yeah. So then uh, we are going to be discussing the book Leadership Strategy and Tactics by Jocko Willink. It is his newest book. If you're into reading books, it's basically a longer form book discussion after reading it. If that's not your thing, don't worry about it. If it is, go check it out. Let us know what you think. All awesome, right, man. So, How's your week been? Dude, it's been, it was good. Really good. A lot more normal. How's yours? Yeah, it was good. Same old, same old. It's Groundhog's Day over here, but it's warming up, and uh, yeah, it's been nice. Yeah, that sounds really nice yeah. and positive. Yeah, it is. What'd you guys do today for uh, Easter? You guys egg it up? Oh, we jumped around. Yeah, we got up, went to church. First time in church in a year. Wow. Because of all the COVID stuff, I know. Pretty sad, but uh, all, most of the restrictions are gone. We don't have to, like pre-reserve spots for the kids and like all that other crap that was going on. So should be a little bit more normal, a little more easy to go back to. Um, and then we went to my parents and then went to uh, Renee's parents. So Nice. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was good. Nice. Good I got, times. Uh, I got absolutely roasted. I'm like a lobster after playing golf today. That uh, Nice. Dude, the sun is brutal up here at Elevation. But uh, but when you're up here in the thin air, it makes you feel really good about how far you can hit a golf ball too. So you got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm anxious. I'd like to go up there and see how hard, how far I can hit. It still won't go straight, dude. It but, is uh, it is noticeably different how far the ball goes. I'm gonna feel really nice. bad when I go back to sea level in California and play, and I'm like, I don't understand why this. This club is 30 yards shorter than normal. Yeah. Is it really 30 yards? Do you really Maybe. think it's I that mean, big a difference? 
Yeah, maybe on like the longer clubs. Maybe not on your irons. It's de- it's definitely like a club difference on your irons. Really? At yeah. least. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's man. nice. Yeah, so when you go there, like the first time I played, I would just hit and I'd be like, I don't understand. Like, I know I don't play that much, but like I didn't think I was this off with my distances. And it didn't dawn on me until the, the guy we were playing with was like, are you from Colorado? He's like, you are in elevation. And it was just that aha moment of like, yeah, I guess I am dumb. Yeah. Uh, wow. No, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I guess if field I goal kickers. the whole physics part. Yeah, I guess if field goal kickers are like able to just kick bombs at Mile High Stadium, it's probably for a reason. The same reason that I can hit a golf ball farther. Yeah. But what do we got up here first? So, well, actually, so I was, we uh, went and um, – First off, I will say this. This has nothing to do with anything. I kind of forgot this out about my week. I did watch Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, my gosh. And it was not terrible. Now, you got to have the right mindset when you're going into this movie. But it really wasn't that bad for what it is. So, I don't... Do you like... Was, was, it, was it Godzilla was attacking and they actually, like, the people called Kong to come save them, right? Isn't that... Is that the premise? No. No, it's not... It. All right, it good. I don't know anything about ridiculous. it, and I still don't want to watch it. So, did you ever watch? Did you watch the first Kong or the Godzilla one, dude? Like I watched the God. Made? I watched like the the only Godzilla I've seen is the Ma- Matthew Broderick one, where where Puff Daddy had that like the no. theme song. This was like two thousands. Yeah, I remember Taco Bell and all the marketing they did. Getting like the Taco Bell Mountain Dew with the Godzilla on it. Yeah, it was good. No, no, no. no. The soundtrack. So if was you watch good. the if you watch the most recent ones, they're not as bad as that, and not as cheesy. Um, and the I guess the graphics and stuff are better, but the the storylines are still ridiculous. It's still a Kong. It's a giant monkey, and it's a giant lizard. Um, but then this one, they kind of they basically end up kind of fighting each other. They're not really bad, and then they end up going against another thing. I'm not going to ruin it yet. I'm going to give you it already the time did. it just came out. No, there's no one knew it. about an other thing. No, I think a, a lot of people did because I heard about it on. I heard some semi spoilers, but All I'm right. not going to let you know. What's the point? Everyone dies. <sighs> I did it. Okay. So that was good. But then while we were uh, watching. Uh, while we were sitting there at Easter today, we started kind of talking about my parents and the stuff my dad used to say that he would make up as cuss words that he thought we didn't understand were cuss words. And the most, the weakest one, he used to say son of a bean dip a lot, I guess. <laughs> son of a bean um, dip. <laughs> yeah, son of a bean dip. But the worst one, the most lazy one is he'd go, and this was the most prevalent, which was shit. <laughs> That was it. <laughs> so instead of saying shit. Just a soft he like, T? He'd just go soft T yeah, on it? Yeah, there was it. a silent T. He'd be like, shit. Ah, shit. <laughs> Smash his finger into something. Shit. But there's no T. And we were like, I mean, I remember being like seven and be like, what? Dad, you're Did saying think- the word. Yeah, does he think we we don't know what he's saying? Uh, so we just kind of got into this like rabbit hole of different crap that he used to say. So the funniest, pretty funny. the I was a, a middle schooler. I went to Cape Cod. It was a family vacation, and like, again, I could have, I would have been no, no older than like sixth or seventh grade. We went and we, me and my dad went golfing 
is like a really nice course. And so we got paired up with another twosome. And Hold this on. guy, you guys sound like this sounds like the whitest freaking vacation on the planet. You yes. went to Cape Cod to play golf. It's Massachusetts, man. Jesus. Okay, yeah. I mean, that is. Dude, that is I know. Bad. I understand. I'm saying, <laughs> my God. I can only live so the white. life, the, the the hand I was <laughs> dealt, my friend. <laughs> so yeah, here I am, a sixth grader, pissed off. No, I'm just kidding. We we, we went golfing. I was excited. It was probably like. We got up like 6 a.m. I had butterflies the night before. We get paired up with this twosome, and this guy sucks at golf. And it's very clear that had I not been there, he would have been screaming so many other words than what he did. But <laughs> being the gentleman he was, knowing that he's playing with, with a youngin, he just said, Jeezer Beezer the whole time. But he would <laughs> he would scream it. So like every other shot, I just see like two hands like up in the air or like a <laughs> golf club being flung across the fairway. And he's just like, Jeezer Beezer. And this is a point in my <laughs> life where like, I'm so young that like when something's that funny to me, I physically cannot contain my laughter. So the whole time he's getting pissed off to no end, screaming Jeezer Beezer, there's a sixth grader like, uncontrollably laughing at him in the other cart. <laughs> this guy That's was awesome. <laughs> this guy was a, this guy was a trooper. My dad appreciated it for sure. But like, that was one of the first times where I'm just like, even then I knew I was like, just say it, man, just let it out. <laughs> just say it. I'm not a four year old. You might as well just let it go. So what are, uh, what are some other cheesy ones that your dad used? Was there any other ones? Yeah. Uh, he didn't. So he would say, they had a code. This was almost like a code, though, but he'd be like, he would go, yeah, which, yeah, meant, yeah, dumbass. So <laughs> he would say it to my mom a lot, or my mom would say it to him. Oh, my God. And then we would look back. He's putting and him on blast hear. right now. Yeah. Well, it's it's the truth. And then uh, I can only play the cards that have been dealt with me. Yeah, oh, fair me. enough. So fair enough. He he would say that to us too, as we got older and we didn't really put those, that one together. It wasn't as obvious as shit. So we would do that and he would, I've been, and he still does it every once in a while where you're like, you tell him something or you answer something and he's, it's very obvious. And he'd go, yeah. And we're like, Oh wow. So I'm and a you, dumbass. And you he's just like, know, ah, damn it. <laughs> you guys got it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, all right. Have they, have, those are probably have, the most prevalent. I've I've heard a lot of these. This is like a, a little list of like swears that aren't swears. Dog on it. I've definitely that that's a pretty pretty prevalent oh, one. Absolutely. Shoot, obviously. That's that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Jeez, geez Louise. Gosh. Dadgummit. Oh poop. <laughs> I love Some of them are so ridiculous. <laughs> like oh poop. Like to hear an adult, oh, man, I don't think I say. If you oh, heard poop. an adult say "oh poop," I'm gonna be, I'm gonna turn my head more to that than if they yeah, said "oh a, shit." <laughs> that's a showstopper because that that just doesn't sound right at all. Oh poop! Unless you have like a really smooth like Southern draw, just like "oh poop," "oh poop." Anyway, that's acceptable. I remember my, uh, I remember one time my cousin said I was younger and he and. It's like one of those, I don't know, it wasn't funny, and you'd have to be there. So this is going to be a terrible story. But it's Those are all your freaking stories, dude. Yeah, true. So, douche. So they, it was like, 
he, I, you know, I just assumed he was gonna say shit, and he's like, "Man, I have got to take a huge dookie." For some reason, <laughs> dookie. he said dookie. I don't know why reason, that made me laugh so hard. Yeah, and I just <laughs> did not expect that word. Like I had, you know, shit or something in my head, but when he said that, I just, man, I like cried laughing because I just couldn't. <laughs> dookie it was so unexpected, and he's like six years older than me, so I'm like, I don't know. I just, it was. It was weird, but when he said, he's like, oh, God, dude, the thing is huge, just dookie. I just couldn't, <laughs> it was so weird. It was like watching this big it's tough juvenile, man. Like, right? Yeah, it's like some, it's... watching a big grown man say that his tummy hurts. Yeah. Did you just call it a tummy? Like, that's not, that's weird. Uh, that, reminds me that. The, that reminds me of The Office when, when Michael Scott's like ragging on Andy for the baby talk. And he's like, oh, if you want me to talk about my irritable bowel syndrome, we can things can get real, real, real fast. <laughs> I have explosive diarrhea. <laughs> like, instead of saying, oh, my tum-tum hurts. My tum-tum. Well, I, yeah, I, don't like, I don't like that. I came across these the, the ridiculous list of, like, old school swear words that aren't used anymore. Mm. And yes. they're pretty fantastic. So, and some of them are rid- as ridiculous as most swear words are. But the first one on the list, this is the number one that this is forgotten curse words that need to come back, which I will okay. I will disagree on many of these. The first one though is beard splitter, which is a Victorian word for the male genitalia. <laughs> is <laughs> is beard splitter. So, uh, all right. I don't so, know where they came up with that one. <laughs> yeah. Are we talking, which beard are we talking? Like, is that, be, I mean, it's, are we, it's just a slang for the time, man. Is that the front bottom beard? Or are we going a hot? It doesn't make a lot. This one, this one's number five. This is by far should be number one, which is a Victorian term for a drunkard, which is our farf and arf. <laughs> Which, you better believe I'm bringing that back. That word is so fun. Our farfanarf. Our farfanarf. I mean, that just that is, so perfectly encapsulates what a drunk, like, God, to describe a drunk as in our farfanarf. Like, that's just our spot farf-an-arf. on. So, yeah. I'm 1,000%. I knew you were going to say that one, and it still made me laugh legitimately because our farfanarf... <laughs> Is so fun. The word is amazing. It is. It's a. It's a. It's just a fun sound. It's. It makes my mouth feel good when I say it. Our farf and arf is awesome. This one's it weird. Like what a drunk person would say anyway. Oh, exactly. Exactly. As they're trying to articulate a comment, that's just like the, the, the words yeah. that come out are like in farf and arf. This one's really weird. Rantalian is a weirdly specific Victorian word meaning. One whose scrotum is longer than his beard splitter. (laughs) (laughs) I ad-libbed beard splitter in there. You're welcome. In context. I don't understand why that ever would have been (laughs) an odd. Apparently, in Victorian times, that was like a real insecurity for men or something. Like, why on earth would that ever come up as something that you needed to either quantify or make a word for it, no less? So, I, I don't know. Um, 
Or maybe we just morph that into geriatric. <laughs> That's the modern day True. geriatric is a Rantalian. A Rantalian is, so that makes me think of, we were, I was with some friends and a couple of them are older guys and there were having a couple of beers and we, everybody makes like this, we basically went around making cheesy jokes about how big they are or something. And it was all like the horror, like overly sarcastic, whatever. We have a big wiener, whatever. And this guy is standing there just straight faced. And he's just kind of sit, sipping on his beer and he stops and he's like, guys, I'm just happy if I can, if I could ever just piss over my own balls. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, he, he went the opposite direction where everyone was like bragging, jokingly bragging that they had giant wieners. And he basically just said that like his wiener is so small that he can't even piss over his own ball sack. And oh, so what a, I guess ran- he's a Rantalian apparently. Yeah. That is a Rantalian. Which was sure. great timing for him. Zounder kite. That sounds Whoa. way more aggressive, but apparently it's only a Victorian word for idiot. A Zounder kite. That sounds German as hell. Well, you just you just took it to the Third Reich, my friend. That's that, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that I don't think the Victorians had had anything. This one is fantastic. Cacafuego. What? Spanish origin, if if you know, I, I think that's mm-hmm. the fuego in there. Um, it yeah, that definitely sounds. Is, it translates Hispanic. to shit fire. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't give me any context to what that means. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Caca fuego, shit fire. I'll tell you what. It's okay. just fun. It's fun to say caca fuego. I don't care if I even know what it means. That's one that no. Might it's stick. almost as fun as our farf and arf. A fop doodle is a dumbass. Ooh, fop doodle, solid. Fop doodle, fop doodle. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's anything. What are one of the What are the crappy ones? I know you're reading over a couple. Give us a, a lot couple of them, dumb ones. A lot of them are dumb. A time waster is a f- fustilarian. Yep. That was just one, hard to say. One who never works hard. A lot of these are hard to say. Scobber Lotcher. See, Whoa. some of those, yeah, some of these are ridiculous. But, Cacafuego. <laughs> Definitely works. Rantalian. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with why anyone cares about it, but that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Beard. Split- I know a lot of Rantalians. Beard splitter. I'm using that all day. Yeah, I. That is just so intriguing. Yeah, I don't it know the context. Of, I don't know the context it's like of it. Way more vulgar than it should be. Is it? I like it. I don't know. It just depends on what kind of beard. So we're just assuming that. Where are we assuming this beard is? I don't know. We'll keep it PG on this uh-huh. Sunday. Yeah, uh-huh. we've ke- we've kept it so PG already. Yeah, I was gonna say they're all marked explicit, so I don't think it really matters. Oh, this is the only other one. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't forget about this. Bescumber. Okay. A word from the early 20th century meaning to spray poo upon. <laughs> 
what were these savages doing <laughs> that you had to come up with a word to describe the act of spraying poo upon not flinging spraying spraying that's nice. got to be straight from the source which makes you yeah. savage yeah that's that's like taco bell post taco bell kind i mean that is that is like the earliest that is the earliest like documented i don't know coming like uh, uh, upper decker that's the earliest (laughs) recorded what is the situation of an upper decker bescumber bescumber i don't know if i'm saying that right to spray poo upon so i'm gonna bescumber you means i'm gonna spray poo upon you yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean it's got to be a verb. I can't imagine what else. I don't know either. I just bescumbered that toilet. I don't know. <laughs> We're <laughs> so juvenile. Every podcast comes back that comes back to bowel movements. It's really <laughs> pathetic. Yeah, I think it's just part of being human or awesome. Anyways, some of those were awesome funny. Humans? I will end I will end with this story. That I shouldn't tell, but I told you this in, mm. when we first started. Those are my favorite kind of stories <laughs> about uh, about swearing in front of your kids. Yeah, um, we were <laughs> we were at my parents' house in Chicago for Christmas, and I, my wife this last Christmas this this last Christmas, and so my wife okay. was deployed, so I just had the the two girls, and we're sitting downstairs, and it was a very comfortable situation, not unlike you would find in a normal evening here when my wife Eve is normally here and I'm sitting on the phone, my youngest daughter, Brooklyn goes upstairs. It's like midnight. So we've been downstairs. They're supposed to be asleep, but she goes upstairs, whatever. I had the TV on, so I was keeping them up and I hear all this like weird ruffling and I'm just sitting here on my phone, basically completely oblivious to the surroundings, almost thinking that Eve is sitting right next to me. And I'm like, what is she doing? My oldest daughter, Taylor goes, I think she's eating. And like I said, this is midnight. We ate like hours ago and completely oblivious to who just said that to me. My oldest daughter, I was like, she better fucking not be. And as soon as I I couldn't even finish the word, I just stopped. And like, you know, that sinking feeling in your stomach. I was just like, you're the worst person in the world. And I look, I just like slowly like creeped my eyes over and Taylor is just like hands over her mouth, dying laughing. And I was like, You're the you're the worst human in the world. She was like <laughs> She was like, I can't believe you just said that. I was like, I'm so sorry. I thought that you were Eve. I totally forgot you're a child of mine. I was like, this is the worst moment of my life. <laughs> oh. So yeah, yeah, I don't think my kids have heard me say fuck yet. Or I don't think they have, but I've definitely said shit a couple times the other I'm like hell Renee says shit all the time. I don't, like lately, mainly when she's talking about this podcast, but when she does, geez, it is. <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm going to call Eve out right now. She, she drops it all the time <laughs> She'll be like, in front of the kids. Shit. Uh, if no, 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 not all the time or, or in front, like to the kids for backpedaling for the, for the shock factor. Oh, okay. what God, what was she? She'll just be like, I'm going to lose my shit <laughs> every once in a while. 
But when she goes to that level, I'll tell you what, the kids, they get, a re- they get the reaction. The intended reaction Good. comes from it. So uh, don't swear oh, at your man. kids, but it is proven to be <laughs> effective. So I don't know what, maybe swear at your kids. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I've not, I don't think I've sweared at them yet, but I've definitely come close. And it's usually just because they're like so loud and I want to tell them to shut the fuck up. It's not swearing at them, right? It's just kind of like in a situation. Right. If they do something, I'll sometimes I'll just be like, damn it. And I'll be like, well, I've already committed to that one. So, (laughs) yeah, Uh, that one's kind of in the Bible, kids. We're good. But speaking of how to raise kids the absolute wrong way, what's Mm -hmm. our next segment, Steve? Oh, man. So I got into this conversation. So over this last week, um, I was actually a few days ago. So I went and got me a massage. And it's uh, been a while sitting there talking to the lady, and um, we, ah, man, I have no idea how we got into this conversation as she's giving me a massage, but um, she apparently, according to up, Deshaun Watson, there's some uh, pretty, there's a lot of shenanigans that could go on in those Texas massages. Yeah. I hope you were a gentleman. Yeah, no, I kept my kept my uh, boxer state on. Good. Um, Good. No weird, no weird Deshaun Watson massage happened um we even talked about it a little bit i kind of made a joke kind of you talked about, about I, the deshaun watchings oh, situation yeah. to yeah. your masseuse i had to get it out of my i couldn't stop thinking about it i had to say it so i i did and she laughed and was like yeah no i've had she basically said i had one guy that he was from a different country and he wasn't meaning to be inappropriate but he kind of was and then once he realized what would happen like that it wasn't She's basically like America is way more conservative when it comes to massages um, and like what you wear. And like he kind of just turned, he just showed up naked and she was like, he was the first person that like, she was like, oh, well, I need you to turn on your back and let me, and he just kind of like sat up and like turned on his back and everything was hanging out. And she was like, I guess he noticed all of a sudden she was super uncomfortable. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll put my, let me put my underwear on and like put his underwear on or whatever. But yeah, she was like, what, I, I. That's what Deshaun Watson said, too. Mm hmm. I don't think he said sorry. I think he said, well, you come over here and put my underwear on. Um, so, anyway, so we're, we're sitting there getting a massage. I'm getting a massage. And um, she was talking about her daughter. She has three daughters and two, two or three daughters. And they're all older now. They're in their 20s. And she talked about her marriage. It kind of came up in her. So they're like their relationship with their father. And. Then she even talked about her relationship with her father a little bit. And basically it all kind of wound down to, or drilled down to like, they have a, they have some trust issues because of their father. And it wasn't a good situation. Her, her first husband was not a good person to her, the, the wife. And it kind of, she just kind of said, and we both talked about how it's amazing how that can affect um, it, it changes who you are as a woman and man, it just kind of got me talking or, or thinking. And, and I remember, and I've read this book called uh, strong father, strong daughters. And I've given that book, I've bought that book for a few of my friends now that have had daughters. And <clears throat> it just kind of makes me think back to when I first found out that I was going to have my daughter and just the, 
just the weight that we have on our shoulders as fathers. We both obviously are hashtag girl dads. And um, is as stupid as the hashtag is, and I hate like the social media movements or whatever, I do think this one, uh, the, the hashtag girl dad thing, is a good thing. Um, I think over time, and I went and saw um, the girl, the lady, the doctor who wrote um, Strong Father, Strong Daughters is a pediatrician. Her name is Meg Meeker, and she, I saw her speak in some random thing that I was at, and she talked about it, man. She talked about the, how over the years and the, or over the decades that the father and a father's place in, in the household has been minimalized um, for so long, and my dog just, just busted in the door. <laughs> Oh, that's so awesome having a dog who can answer the door. Did you hear that? He like that was the dog. I thought that was Renee. Nice. I didn't know it was Bear. No, I did too. And I kind of <laughs> it was the dog running in here. Well done. What he was doing. Anyway, so you know, I think that she basically kind of talked about it. She talked about how the image and like you look at different, especially in the nineties, if you look at um commercials, uh married with the children, um, the Simpsons, different things where you have the male um the father and they're lazy or they're non-existent or they're not involved. They're stupid. They're drunk They're whatever. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing. And then, but when you look at the statistics and you look at how important a father really is and the, an involved father, I should say an involved father, um, in a family, but especially daughters. And I, man, I just remember reading that book before I had Lillian and I remember just, you know, it's, it's daunting. Like it's cool, but it's kind of scary so, at the same so time. What what went through your mind when you first found out that your first kid was going to be a girl? <laughs> um. So, <laughs> the first day when we were at the sonogram, uh, I I had had it had been a rough day. I had work. I I was in the army, and it was it had just been a shitty day. And so I was in a terrible, I was exhausted. I was in a terrible mood anyway. It was kind of the end of the day. I'm sitting there in the sonogram, uh, waiting on the sonogram lady. She comes through, she starts looking around and does the whole thing. And so she's like, all right, looks like you guys are having a baby girl. And um, I remember just being You better check that again. <laughs> you know, I didn't say that. I was very disappointed i was such a i just was a dick and I, I didn't say much i just i think very obviously i was disappointed in my body language she checked it she literally said a couple times like i'm sorry but i just can't make it a boy <laughs> <laughs> she uh, said that so oh yeah oh yeah wow she could tell sweet poker face the, yeah she could tell the room was um it was awkward and I was upset and I really wasn't that upset about having a girl. I was just really pissed and was just having a terrible day anyway. And then that was just kind of like, all right, whatever. Of course I'm having a girl. I'm going to, we wanted a boy. I wanted both kids. I wanted a girl and a boy. I really wanted the boy first. I had this, the, these visions of like, because the older brother would like protect the younger sister, whatever. 
Um, I wanted a boy. I have. I wanted a boy first as well because I just wanted to be able to then, like anything else, gender wise for kids after. It's like I. It doesn't matter because like, I wanted the boy. I wanted to like. I'm such like a, a a daddy's boy. I guess like. Everything like I did, I was just like, I wanted to hang out with my dad. Everything we did with sports, like all that stuff was just like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was like, oh, you, the first one's a boy. That's amazing. Everything else is just like absolute icing on the cake. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like it was so wrong. I have a really close relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So me and my dad had <laughs> have a really good relationship. And and that was part of it, too. I, I wanted a boy. And then the, the pressure's off, right? Like now you can have a girl and a boy or whatever. But I really would have been uh, very disappointed if I had had all boys. Like, I really did want a girl. I wanted both. And, uh, man, I was so disappointed, though. Like, I was just – I was angry. I was so pissed. And now – You're a dick. Yeah, I'm a douche, 100%. (laughs) And I – cannot imagine my life without my little girl without Lillian she is not only is she me to like 1000% me in her personality for better or worse she's me for the most part and it is it's awesome but um, dude I remember I remember when we were about to have the baby and I knew this dude and and I'm in the 75th range regiment and this guy's like an E8 and he's kind of crazy like he, like he's, he was one of the few that I got around and like, like seemed unstable. Like he's kind of scared me. Seemed like the kind of dude that would like stab you and laugh for fun. Um, just one of those off, like way off dudes. And I'm like, and he, I remember driving down, we were going somewhere. It's just me and him in the truck. And he said, so you're having a girl, huh? And I go, yeah, uh, yeah, Roger, that's Sergeant, you know? And he's like, man, I have a little boy and I have a little girl and having a boy's awesome. He's like, they're really fun. It's great. But I'll tell you this right now. My little girl, that little girl is going to melt your heart, man. He's like, it's just something you've never Fact. felt before. And to have that psychopath tell me that, it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. This dude was psycho. But he, man, when he said, I mean, it was cool. And I, I was... That's, that's when I started. Dude, that's the power. Stuff. That's the power of it. Yeah, I'll, really, I'll exactly. What, that's what blew me away. I was so young when we were pregnant with Taylor that as much as like I was the same way, I wanted a boy. But when I found out, like I very much just wanted everything to be okay and like mm-hmm. everything to be, you know, the baby to be healthy. Once we had that though, I was just like, if I ever have more kids, like I am, I, I hope it's a girl. Like I could not get enough of having daughters. And then, so yeah. when, when we had Brooklyn, like it was the same kind of thing. Like I wasn't disappointed at all. When I found out, I was just like, this is, yeah, this is awesome. And mm-hmm. when we, when me and Eve have a kid, like, I'm not going to lie. Like I know, like, yeah, I want to have a boy. I want that family name to keep going. But, like, I, there will be a part of me that will be disappointed if if we don't have a girl. Because for dads, dude, there is no better bond than with your daughter. It's It's so different because I do have a boy now, and it is great. And in 
you know, what that ranger said was, is true. It's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. You know, like I can, I pick on the kid, my son, I kick him around. I hurt him. I flick him. I punch him. He punches me, but it's just so different. And it, it's so insanely just, <laughs> yeah, it's great for me. My son hates me with a passion, but it's awesome. No, no, no. He, no, he, he gets me good. He's, he's busted my teeth before and he's made my mouth bleed and, he loves every second of it, but um, you know, it's just different. It's it's not. You're right. It's not. It's not the same kind of bond. And I think that never. I feel like even with the hashtag girl dad garbage stuff going on, I say it's garbage. It is encouraging for dads to be proud of being a, a daughter or having a daughter and stuff. And I think that's very good because it's very important. Um, but man, it's just, it's it's just it's incredible. I remember. So this is another story when my kid was little and I've, I've told this to multiple people cause I've had multiple people say like they were disappointed, not disappointed or they were disappointed. However, they wanted to phrase it, but they were disappointed. Their first kid was a daughter. And I told them like, man, it's just way different. It's you, you're going to love it. And when that daughter, when you have your daughter and she is first born and she wraps her, her little finger around you, your hand or your finger, um, and all that stuff, I think I said that backwards, when she wraps her little hand around your finger, uh, it's really great. And um, I said, <clears throat> I'm like, look, let me give you an example. We were, I was at work, we, we moved back to Texas, we're out of the Army. Renee calls me, their water heater busted. <clears throat> so she couldn't turn the water main off, so I told her to just call 911. The firefighters should be able to come and turn it off. She couldn't find the key. The do- no one was home. She went to neighbors, everything. So I worked like 45 minutes away. So, and that was like, if no traffic, no, nothing was going to be there. So I'm like, I'll head that way. Just call them though. That's way too, you know, you can't have the water heater just pumping water into the house. So I'm on my way up there. I get there. There's a fire truck already there. There's probably like seven or eight dudes standing in the house, looking around, making sure everything was good. And at this time, Lillian is probably like two and she was very much like about mama and mama was around and she wanted to be held by mama and she was more infatuated mama, which is a very, very short window because Lillian is since the moment I moved, I got home from my first appointment, she's been all about daddy and Dude, I remember how scared she was and because she just didn't like all these people being in the house. She didn't know who any of these guys were. And the second, the second she saw me, she looked at me. She pushed away from her, like Renee was holding her. She pushed away from her and she just wanted me. She just wanted her daddy to hold her. And that was the only way she felt safe with all these like strange men in the office or in the house. And dude, I have never felt more like fucking Superman than that moment. Like I could conquer. I was like, I will murder all of these people (laughs) if I have to for my little girl. Like it was just such a cool feeling to be the only man on this planet that that little girl felt safe just a defined purpose in life in that moment, dude, was such a perfect, so was such awesome. a perfect little being like clinging on to you. 
you're just like, yeah. oh wow, this is this is something. Oh, just to see the the fear and like the uh, like the stress in her face and to just like put her head against my neck and just relax like you kind of feel her body like all right i'm good daddy's got me i'm safe and damn i mean like i get chills just thinking about it. like it just made me feel like a like invincible it was just like that's it like i'm this is i'm hashtag girl dad because i will murder anyone like this is it nobody yeah. nobody comes between me and her and that was awesome yeah, there's definitely I think one of the best feelings I think when it comes down to I, I I you have I mean you have some materials that I think you're gonna reference here shortly just about kind of like uh -huh. how impactful dads are to to little girls. But when it comes down to that, like it they truly are like you are the first person that they fall in love with. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. not not like family members love, but like they do. And like there's like they love you like like the most in like unconditional love ever and man you just like your purpose in life to protect them and like you want to guide them you want to give them all the right information and like empower them to to just make all the right decisions in life like it's an incredible responsibility but as soon as they enter the world you're just like this is my purpose this is yeah. all that matters and it's not, oh, God, 100%. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you're, you talked about it with like, with your son, like there's a different mission there. You got to toughen them up. You got to, <laughs> you got to, yeah. you got to build them up. You got to break them down in certain times. You got to toughen them up. <laughs> you got to, yeah. you got to smack them around a little bit. Like you can't let them get too cocky, too confident. Like with little girls though, like, oh my goodness. Like your job is just to like, just build them up to be like a queen to just conquer, oh, yeah. conquer the world. And man, dude, that just feels, that feels better than I ever could have imagined. Like it just oh. like knocks you on your feet when you're just like, I never thought I was ready for this. I, I always wanted a boy. And then all of a sudden you have a girl and you're like, Oh my gosh, if this was anything but a girl, like, I don't know what I would have done in my life. Yeah. So, you know, and when you look at like the different, just the insane impact that fathers have on and by fathers. I mean, and it can be negative too, but if, if you are a engaged father who is present both physically and emotionally, because in there's some books and there's a lot of statistics too, it's almost, it's just as bad, if not worse to have a father that is in the household that is not emotionally present whatsoever. He's basically just standing there or sitting there and not doing a damn thing. That guy can rot in hell because he is screwing up his children almost worse than if he just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think that's where this lady basically said that they had been um, this massage therapist. That was one of the deals. They basically stayed together for a while trying basically for the children. And because they're girls especially, but even men too, boys too, grow up to be men that they're going to look at their fathers as that's how they're supposed to act when they have a family. But when they're her daughters, man, they have so many trust issues with boys in general because he was so controlling. He was so 
Um, he wasn't physically abusive. He was just kind of like, he was so harsh with his words and, but they stayed together. They stayed married for a little while because they, um, for the kids. And then when she, they both kind of really her realized that like, this is just terrible. This isn't me being a single parent would be better than him being here. Um, and that was part of it. But, uh, you know, like, like that's what one of the statistics says that basically dads create a gold standard, you know, a, a good father creates the standard for future romantic relationships. And you see this stuff on Facebook stuff too. Again, hashtag girl dad. This yeah. If they're actually showing what a good relationship looks like, right? Exactly. Being yes. there, being there is part of it. It's not all of a hundred percent. No, no, you can't just be there. You've got to be involved. And when you see, and I've seen these more and more. So the daddy daughter dances, those, I don't remember those being a thing when I was a little kid. But now you see them on social media, and I think because you're a and boy, that's great. True, but I don't remember my. I don't think my sister ever went on one. I, I mean, maybe they, maybe that was a thing. I just don't remember it. Um. But then, you got the daddy daughter dates, and I've seen that on Facebook a lot, where you've got the dad and he's got flowers and he goes up and picks up his daughter like he's you know, and he's dressed up and she's dressed up and then he takes her on a dinner and a movie or whatever. Um, I think Dude, those are think great. about That's how a- important that is now, because like, how often do you think dudes actually do that in today's day and age? Oh God! I mean, you and Man, Renee I dated pray. in high school, so like, you did. I'm sure you did like the weird, you know, prom stuff, or like when you guys did the like, formals or whatever. Like, of course, you did the pageantry of giving them flowers and stuff. But like, when in the dating world does that happen nowadays? Oh, dude, I had to go in my first date, go in, shake her father's hand, meet him for the first time, meet her mom, do the whole thing. Dude, that's awesome, and, though. But you you yeah. instill oh. that you instill that in your kids at a young age and just be like, to where, like, that's what they expect? Just be like, no, I. you might be disappointed at how little people are, like, willing or even know that that's how it should be done. But you know what? I'm just going to put your pedestal way up here and don't expect don't don't allow anyone to come underneath that no that bar that bar my goal is to set that bar so damn high that no one can meet it so that she just stays with me forever (laughs) and no piece of shit will ever ruin her um no 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 and and i i am kidding i i i hope that she finds someone awesome and wonderful and has a beautiful marriage and life with some guy Ugh. But we, I also hope that Ugh. this happens at, at, at least one time. I remember my little sister, some guy came to pick her up for like their first date and he texted her when he got to the front door. Come on, I don't want to talk to you. Like, hey, I'm here. And I was unfortunately in college, so I couldn't make it a big scene. But my, my parents were so pissed. And, I don't remember exactly what happened. I don't think she went on the date or maybe she did, but he did. My dad made the guy come up. Dude, the only person that's coming out of that house, and I swear to God this will happen, if if somebody texts my daughter and is like, hey, I'm here, the only person getting in that car is me. And I will make that kid <laughs> so uncomfortable and scared. Followed by an immediate 911 call by that kid. I don't give a shit what he does. The only person getting in that car is me. 
in the and he probably be, shirtless. Like, no, dude. Oh, I'm gonna have a tattoo because by that point my hair will probably all be gone. I'm gonna put like face tattoos, tattoos on my head. Like, I'm just gonna come out raging angry. I'm gonna get in the car. I'm gonna make you feel. I want my goal would be for him to think he's about to die, and then eventually I'll just be like, "Look, dude, that's not how. Like, don't ever do that again. Now get the fuck out of here." And then he can leave. But it's gonna be that part's gonna be fun, not for Lily, but for me. I'm. I look forward to reading the headlines. That's fine. It's gonna be Texas, and I can be Florida man. Texas man scares the shit out of a little kid. I don't know, man. That. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's crazy to think about the fact that just even even dating, like how different that's gonna be for our kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, what I'm the kidding. standards are for that? How impersonal. All, all forms of communication have gotten so impersonal that that is just going to be such a wild aspect of it because what you expect, because here, look, here's the thing, like, I agree with you. I think it certainly is, you know, the right respectful thing to do. But like, if that kid has never witnessed it or that's not what anyone else does, it's like, how are you going to hold that kid accountable to do something that he has no idea is status quo? you know, from our standpoint. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I don't think it was that status quo for our generation. I think we were one of the few that really got away from like the traditions of dating in a lot mm -hmm. of ways. Got well, into yeah, like we were, the mean, online dating scene, the texting, the phone stuff, like the utter impersonal standards of communication. I mean, we're kind of like at the, at the, at the tip of that spear. So you how are you gonna blame? Like, how are you gonna blame a kid? Came out? Oh, absolutely! It's the only way I talk to my friends. That was before yeah, we had we, phones. I mean, like that was, yeah, that was before cell phones. And then we were around when like cell phones became a thing. We were there when like smartphones. I mean, we weren't in high school when smartphones came out, but that was still a big deal. We were kind of at the forefront of all those. Our generation was. Yeah, we have been and, we have been at the front of every innovation that has destroyed interpersonal communication. <laughs> yes, no, I'm serious, right. dude. We've never no, been we've never been more connected as a society and we've never been more like simultaneously incapable of maintaining any sort of standard of like communication at like a basic human level of opening your mouth and like talking to someone, communicating with them. Yeah. Well, so I know I think another one that um, kind of rings true, and I've had some experiences with this too, is um, is confidence. You know, there's study after study after study that says that um, loving fathers that provide praise, support, unconditional love, give their daughters the gift of confidence and high self-esteem. So there's much lower uh, rates of teen pregnancy, much lower rates of um, like depression, anxiety, abuse um, even do better academically just because of having a engaged loving father for their daughter and just the self-confidence that it gives and dude i remember my daughter she was in freaking preschool and the kid so she comes in my my mom actually who takes care of my kids when well, me and my wife are at work and um she told me about it she said something's off and so we were 
she because she wanted her hair up and uh, or she wanted her hair down and she she didn't want a ponytail or something and so it turns out this kid was making fun of her ears and some kid told her that she had monkey ears uh oh boy. so yeah and so my and so my daughter does not have ears that stick out so my ears stick out right so they almost stick forward they're, they stick out so far they're not really large ears but they stick out very far so Lillian is tiny and she, and not only do I have to get over the immediate rage of some kid telling her that she's anything more other than just wonderful and awesome and beautiful. So, um, I call her over and I'm like, listen to me. And I'm very serious and look at her eyes. And I'm like, listen to me, you are beautiful and you are very pretty. You're very smart. You're very, you're just a great person. Okay. You do not have monkey ears. You have beautiful ears. You have beautiful face. You have a beautiful hair. You are awesome. And to see her, like, I'm, I don't even know how to describe it. Her body language, everything about it. Like she was just immediately confident, immediately feel like fulfilled and like put at ease about this stupid piece of shit kid who said this to her. Um, and what just felt great. And then she was just like, Daddy, I love you. Thank you. Whatever. What and if it was that kid was like just calming? What if that? I mean, that's amazing, first of all. It was. Yeah, it was super. I felt it was like a win. I was like, yes. Also, did, though. I did something right as a father. <laughs> what if that kid was just flirting with her, dude? You remember how it was his little. You know how it was with little kids. Like, that's how little I'm boys gonna, flirt. They just make fun of girls. I don't give a shit. I'm going to break his fucking face. Right, so. enough. Then it's like, so after that, so she does that, you know, and it was, I feel like awesome. And then I go, plus look at me, you do not have monkey ears. I have monkey ears. Fact. Do your ears look like mine? And she looked at my ears and she was kind of like, no. And I was like, okay, no, my like, life would, don't have monkey ears. my life would suck if I had your ears. And then she goes, you do have monkey ears, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Exactly. Your ears don't look like mine, therefore you don't have monkey ears. Have a good day. And she kind of walked off and was great. I was reading one uh, when it was just talking about the impacts of dads with daughters, and one of them was just kind of feeding into kind of the image and self-worth of daughters, but it talks about how a lot of fathers who just kind of make a lot of comments that stereotype women stereotypes maybe through gender roles maybe maybe it's just like the way that they um associate maybe like the physicality as they're like tied to their self-worth how a woman looks mm -hmm. or how like they're yeah. like but there's very there's little subtleties to how men act that kids are so perceptive that it comes down dude like if if i was like i, I I catch myself like getting angry as I go to like, and I'm in the grocery store and I just see like all like random, like middle-aged dudes who just like stop in the middle of the aisle just to turn and like literally un undress a probably under 18 year old girl with their eyes. And you're just like, are mm -hmm. you out of your mind right now? But like yeah. young girls pick up on that. 
like if, if that, that's what happens, if you're the dad who's just like, Oh, that you're just going to turn your head and like, just check out every, every girl that walks by those girls are going to look at that and say like, my self-worth is tied to what physically captivates attention from men. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff, man, like I see it all the time. It's disgusting and it pisses me off. But like, my God, think about that from a ramification of if you have daughters with you and they see that. Yeah. Or even if it's not like, even if, even if my daughter's with me in the store and they see all these guys, they see a girl walking by in like damn near nothing and half the guys stop what they're doing and like turn and look. And that girl is going to say like, oh, that's, that's how you get the desired reaction. And you're, yeah, God, like I agree that that stuff, it's a nightmare, but like, man, there's so many little subtleties that kids are going to pick up on. And when it comes to, when it comes to being a girl dad, I mean, that is building hashtag up their girl. hashtag girl dad, building up their self-esteem, but also just, just proving or I, I don't know, reinforcing their self-value so far beyond any of the physical cosmetic nonsense that, that yeah. we are just so obsessed with is just so important. Well, and you got to remember too, I mean, it's so easy to do, right? It's, and I'm not, I'm not uh, impervious to like really attractive women. And so you can take notice of that. You have to watch how you react because your daughters do, they, they're going to notice that they're going to notice how you react, what you look at. But another thing to keep in mind and that I try to keep in mind, um, not that fathers have a, don't have enough on our plates, but, you know, like we said before, your daughter is the first person they fall in love with or you are their first person they fall in love with. But also, you know, how do you keep your daughter? Like, how do we keep our daughters as they get to teenage years? How do they how do we keep them from dressing like that? How do we get them keep them from doing that? Well, they're going to see that they get attention if a girl dresses really scandalously or whatever and it's half naked that they're going to get a ton of attention and most we're all human. We like attention and especially from the opposite sex, especially when you're a teenager, a tweener, whatever the crap, right? You're 12 years old, 14 years old, whatever. So it's that much more important to be engaged as a father and give your daughter those attend that attention, that affection and that love and respect and kindness. Because if we don't give it to them, they're going to go seek it from some other guy. And I mean, that is a proven site. Like the whole like daddy issue thing is a proven psychological thing. That's not just a saying. If you don't give your daughters the love and support that they need and attention, they're going to go find it in the arms of any other guy that will give them attention. And yeah. I think that's why I'm it's not okay with it's that. important. So, yeah. And that's why it's important to love and support them enough to where, they feel guilty and upset anytime they even do anything. <laughs> exactly. Like at all. So you got to brainwash them. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. Like yeah. If, did you talk I to agree. a boy at school? Like, I want you to feel bad about that. I want you to feel guilty about that and be like, I no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm totally being ridiculous. But. I know. I know. I want to, I got to brainwash Lillian so that if she thinks if she does anything wrong, that I'm actually going to murder the boy. So she has to stay away. She's like, look, I'm doing this for you. You have no idea how psycho my dad is. Yo, parent, parent disappointment though is real. And that stuff hits hard. I had a, like, yeah, real, real quick because we've, we've gone pretty yeah, long. Yeah, we're out of time. 
but like I, we had a, I had a group project and this professor emailed us back last week and was like, I'm incredibly disappointed with the effort. And I was like, God, what a parent way to put that. I was like, yeah. I don't even like or care about this class, but dang, I feel bad right now. I'm like, this guy took it personally. <laughs> I feel like my dad or my mom's talking to me right now. I'm like, oh my God, I feel terrible. Yeah. I need to, I need to just like apply myself a little more, but, but dude, I'm telling you, like if, if you've got the, the structure and the love and support, man, that, that parent guilt that runs deep. Yeah. You can never, and it, it's a scary thought, man. It's just scary. It's, it's, it's important. It's, it's, God, it's daunting the amount of like responsibility we have as fathers to both of our children, regardless of sex, but also, but especially our, our daughters, man, it just, it shouldn't be taken lightly lightly. And it, it should be thought through read books, do research, do whatever. And, um, be intentional, man. That's all. That's my encouragement. That's what I try to do myself. I'm sure shit, not perfect. Um, but I think the worst thing we could do as dads is just kind of blow it off. Like it's not that big a deal because it's a big ass deal. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. There are women that just, you know, have a lot of issues and, and it could have been solved fairly easily by a father who cared, loved and, and freaking showed it. Yeah. The sentiment of like, Oh, you just got to show up. I hate that. You can't just no, show up. It's bullshit. You can show up and be so much worse for your kids than if you were never involved in their life. So yeah, showing up is the first step, but that's not where it ends. You you don't just show up. No, you don't just right, show. No, up. it's proven. It's proven that just showing up doesn't work. No, it's not enough. No, not at all. But you know what? It's it's great problems that we have, and I hope uh, I hope I get to have this problem again when I bring another child into this jacked up Reddit <laughs> Rantalian world. You, <laughs> there's a lot of arf arf and arfs in this place, man. Uh, I don't know if you want to do it. You know, I won't be upset if, if my, my next and last child is not a beard splitter, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, man. It's been Our a brother. pleasure as always. Yes, sir. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. See you guys next week. Bye. All right, end it, drop it, send it. This has been the Beyond Our Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.